From Leader Me Weekly, I'm Molly Garcia. This is The Empowering Teacher. This school year has been one for the books. I don't think anyone could have seen this reality coming. I mean, come on, we're educators here. We're so used to rolling with the punches, but this, it's definitely got my head spinning in all kinds of directions. Oftentimes, I find myself reminiscing with my colleagues about all the empowering things that we did with our students last year, like our leadership day and student celebrations. Boy, do I miss it. And then I can find myself in a space where I have all these ideas and possibilities that keep me curious. Can we make them happen in this new year? I know leadership events and opportunities are so good for our students, but this bit of fear just creeps in the back of my mind and I become frozen. It's like I'm turning on my engine, but I'm afraid to put it into drive. How do I get the courage to move forward and jump back into these innovative opportunities with my students? And now, how do I bring my colleagues and friends along for the ride? Welcome, everyone. Today, we're going to be jumping into conversation around the question, how do I move out of this feeling of waiting, moving from whoa to let's go? As an empowering teacher, exactly how do I find the courage and innovation to jump right back into the driver's seat and move forward with those opportunities and experiences that I know are so powerful for my students? To help us dig into these questions, we've invited South Carolina's 2019 National Distinguished Principal of the Year and Leader in Me School leader, Miss Rhonda Rhodes. Rhonda, welcome. Thank you so much. So happy to be here and greetings from Taylor, South Carolina with Greenville County Schools. Oh, we are so excited to have you as our guest. Rhonda, this has certainly been a season of waiting. Waiting for things to change from the district level, from the state level, I mean, do we move forward with school business as usual, or do we continue to stay stalled and wait for some clarity? So many of us educators feel like we're in this space right now. So tell us a little bit about the mindset of your teachers at the beginning of the school year. What were the conditions you were all experiencing? Well, um, we we experienced several things at the beginning of the school year. Um, like many districts, we began on a hybrid model, but that hybrid model at the very beginning was one day a week. So I think we had all the emotions. We, one, were excited to be back in the building, but then the building was different and it wasn't full of children that we, you know, were used to seeing every day. So we certainly experienced grief. Um, we just a little bit of sadness, but then at the same time, there was some excitement um, to be back. There was a lot of people feeling overwhelmed. How how do I manage all of these things? How do I teach the children who come one day a week and then teach the children at home on the other days? How do we follow protocols? Will I be safe? Um, How is my family? Am I taking care of myself? Am I taking care of my students? So definitely all the things were taking place um, in those early days of August. Yeah. So taking all that emotion and those experiences that you were going through, what would you say was that tipping point or that pivot in moving from, whoa, you know what, this is just something we can't do right now, to yes, we can, and let's go? Yeah. So that that was that was like a, a moment that I still carry with me. I think 
probably a couple of things were happening. We, we, had, we transferred um, our transition very quickly from one day a week to two days a week. Um, and so we were getting more kids in the building. We, we were feeling good about balancing that, but we were still holding back. I mean, it was still that unknown, what's going to happen next. Um, so one thing that we decided to do, and we quickly realized our children didn't know each other in the same capacity as we had built community in the past. And during these times of uncertainty, you know, it became more evident that we had to fall back on the pillars and the habits of leader and me and all of the paradigms. So we kind of had to put a pause button on that place where we didn't, we kind of felt lost to saying, what's this first step? And that, that moment was in a, a lighthouse teacher leadership team. And one of the teachers shared, you know, I've been doing habit huddle with all my kids. So when I have my Monday, Wednesday kids, my Tuesday, Thursday kids are hopping on virtually. And we're like, what? Yeah, well, that way, when we eventually get back to school, we're all going to see each other and my kids will know one another. And it was kind of like that light bulb moment for everybody. Like, that's one thing. And because at that time, we were still having problems with engagement, students hopping on the live Google Meets, you know, those types of things. And we realized, you know, right then and there, it's those relationships. It's that community. And this teacher had just said something, I think, beyond what she even realized, the power of it, and just helped us kind of remember all of our why and um, was was definitely a, a huge step for us. Oh, I love it. That one teacher taking that one moment in that habit huddle up that she shared, you mentioned that you saw this genius in her that just really brought her into this ripple effect in this conversation with your team. What a great example of empowerment, of that teacher truly being empowered and sharing that pause moment of building relationships with the whole team. We know the empowering teacher has courage to do things even when they're hard. And we know it takes vulnerability. I mean, what if it fails? No, what if no one wants to come along for the ride? So tell us, how do your teachers grab hold of courage to try new things? Well, I think one huge blessing is just our people and our building, but we have a high culture of trust in our building. Um, the power of yet is definitely um, a threshold of that. You know, maybe we're not there yet, but what do we need to do? Um, and we talk about failing forward and it's a safe place to do so. I mean, what what's the worst thing that happens if we try? Um, if it doesn't work, we tweak it. We go back and we support each other and kind of rally around one another. And, and that, to be honest, was holding some people back. Like, how do I, how do I um, do a live meet with on my computer and all the kids seeing each other and all the kids in there, you know, and, and it was a little bit of that. Oh, how do I do this? What, what if this happens? What if this? And then you had this one teacher saying, here, come to my classroom, you know, and then here I can cover. I'll come in there. My plan is this time or what kind of coverage can we get when you're doing this so we can go check it out? Or, hey, I'll come in when you do yours. You know, how can I help you do that? So it was definitely this huge ripple effect that we saw um, this whole transformation taking place. Yeah, you really embrace the power of yet, right? So here's where we are now. Let's envision with the possibilities. So talk to us a little bit about when those strategies and those next steps were being shared with colleagues in this um, space. How did that look and sound for that teacher that might have been feeling overwhelmed at all of this? Well, I think just having 
support and a colleague saying, hey, come in my room, come and see it, come, come look in person, or hey, do you want me to come to your room when you do yours and help you set it up? I've got the technology, or I'll do this part, I'll help with this group of students, and it was just a team approach, um, and I think it just kind of, again, put those relationships back at the forefront because those connections that's what was keeping our kids coming um, to participate in e-learning at home in this hybrid model. It was the anticipation of having other friends that they could connect with. They may not have been in school on a Monday, Wednesday, but they were able to connect with their teacher and with their friends. And, you know, the platform was Leader and Me. It was our daily habit huddle, which is just who we are here at Taylor's Elementary and what we do. Yeah. What you're describing, Ron, reminds me of focusing on paradigms in our mindset. And that allowed us to truly pause. And you focused in on those connections and those relationships. And that became your priority. And as a result of that, you really were able to gain the benefits of moving forward with your staff, with your students as a whole entire school culture. So I, I can feel this sense of it was no longer, whoa, we're like, we're doing this. We're, we're, we've got momentum. We're moving forward. We've, got, we've taken the pause. We've really identified the importance of connections and relationships. And so for a leader in me school, Leadership Day, that's a very meaningful and powerful opportunity for leadership with our school. And this is happening at Taylor Elementary, which that's a let's go mindset for sure. So tell us a little bit about that pivot moment that led to the decision to go ahead with Leadership Day despite the barriers. Well, I think when that, I guess, cog started moving, we started realizing all the things we could do. And again, we realized it was because of Leader and Me. It, it gave us all hope. And we knew that hope, um, I think the research shows hope and depression can't lie in the same place. So we started yes. slowly letting go of all those other things and we had hope. And now we do have some, we put it in the books. We had not even done our year long calendar. I'll be honest with all the events. We, we had a calendar, but you know, but then we put leadership day right there and it, it became no longer a matter of if it just now it's still a matter of how and what will it look like and, and that's still evolving you know um it, it's going to be an organic thing as we, as we continue through these days but it's becoming more and more um evident on a daily basis what that will look like for sure so we, we've got a lot of excitement that even stemmed we we did it we kicked off wigs i mean we we started our wildly important goals and we did it with a wig celebration and you know we had to work through those kinks. What's it going to look like? We can't all be in the same place and be six feet apart. We can't do this. Ah, but we can do this. We can do this. And our student lighthouse team, um, I mean, that came all from the students. And it was just the beautiful thing. I think being able to see that transition into reality um, it has given us a lot of hope and excitement to do in our um, leadership day for sure. Yeah, Ryder, you could feel it in your energy just as you're sharing the work that your team has been doing together and a collection of empowered teachers really looking at hope. Hope gives us the opportunity to look beyond this given moment. So this barrier, we can envision where we want to go together as a team. I could feel the energy from you as you're coming through. We can tell you're very proud of your teachers and your community. Absolutely. Well, it became that whole issue. Again, it's more about solutions and it one positive, I think, out of all of this is we do look with a new lens on how we can do things and how can we make it happen. And and it's kind of fun. And, you know, we're creating a new look, uh, mm -hmm. sa same paradigm, same foundation, just kind of maybe rolled out in a different way. And that part is very exciting. For some of our listeners, they might be listening right now 
and, and getting excited. And then there might be this reality of the level of empowerment or support systems might look different for them. So what would be something that any teacher can do in their classroom to move forward? Again, I think it's just what is that one thing that you can do? Choose one. You know, don't don't choose. You know, it kind of goes back to the old saying, "How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time?" Mm-hmm. But what what is it that you can do in your classroom to empower kids? Um, and, and I would just always say, fall back to your why. That's kind of what we even had to do as a lighthouse team. We all were like, you know, I, I remember when we visited Leader and Me schools. I can remember one or two of my teachers said, "Oh my goodness, I want this for my my kids, either my children at home or my." kids in my classroom. We want this. So go back to your why and then think, what is one thing that I can do and take that step? And once you move that, it's just, I, I can't tell you the feeling and that comes over when you, when that starts moving, all the other things seem to go into place. Yeah. Coming back to our foundation, right? The why, why did we choose to be empowered teachers and a leader in me school? Love it. Thank you for that. Okay, Rhonda, we're going to switch gears a little bit here, and we're going to have some fun. We're going to let our listeners get to know you a little bit. Are you up for it? Sure. Let's go. (laughs) Okay, here we go. What's one word your staff would use to describe you? Passionate. Ooh, passion. I can see that. I hear that passion (laughs) in your voice, girl. All right. What's your favorite school cafeteria food? I got to know. Oh. You're going to laugh. Yeah, I'm from the South. So the mashed potatoes. Hands <laughs> down. Mashed potatoes. Right? Yes. There's nothing better than eating mashed potatoes across the table from a kindergartner with great conversation, right? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Any day of the week. Everybody says pizza. Pizza is a great, great second, but those mashed <laughs> potatoes, that comfort food's good for me. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Okay. What's your favorite Spirit Week event? Oh, that one's tough, but I think pajama day. It's just fun. You know, all the fuzzies, just everything that goes with it. Pajama day is always fun. Lovely. Yes. Nice and comfy and learning. Yes. Okay. One sentence. What is the best piece of leadership advice that you've ever received? I didn't like it at the time, um, but slow is fast. Um, And I I am, let's go, let's go. But it kind of goes back to that one thing, you know, and like, that that was empowering. When I when I learned I didn't have to accomplish everything in a day, I didn't have to give everybody an answer that walked through my door or a solution, that I could take my time and reflect, give the best yeah. answer. So slow is fast. Yeah, we're going to hang on to that piece of advice for sure, Rhonda. Well, thanks for having fun with us. We're going to be back with some more greatness from Rhonda in just a moment. If I would walk into a leadership classroom, how would it be different from a regular classroom? I'm John Flockstra, coach and creative director for Leader in Me Weekly. Over the past three years, we've created hundreds of resources for the Leader in Me community. And one of my favorites is still the resource called Leadership Classroom Best Practice Look Fors. It's clear, concise, and doable. Check it out on leaderinme.com. Welcome to the Paradigm Pause, where we take a moment to look into our paradigms, our mental map and how we see understand, and interpret the world. Today, let's consider how the Leader in Me core paradigm of potential inspired what the teachers at Taylor Elementary accomplished. The paradigm of potential is the belief or mindset that everyone has genius. Everyone, not just a few. As a team, they took intentional time to pause and recognize 
each teacher's greatest strength. This allowed them to envision where they wanted to go in an organic and authentic way. Despite how different this year looked, they remained anchored in their why. It kept them rooted in building strong relationships and connections with all of their students. Imagine the possibilities when we choose to embrace everyone's genius. Welcome back, everyone. Rhonda, as you know, we end our podcast episode with doable action steps and strategies that the empowered teacher can take right to their classroom. Taking that paradigm pivot of moving from whoa to let's go, what is one thing our teachers can do tomorrow that will have a big impact in their classroom? I think it's identifying their own passion, skills, and interests. I mean, for us, that one thing happened to be the habit huddle, but maybe it's leadership roles. I mean, if you're virtual, have students do be the welcome. They can still do the greeter on in a virtual classroom. There's still leadership roles that they can take to be engaged. We had our chorus teacher. Um, we have a big rite of passage, a musical for fifth grade, and we didn't think we could do it. It was her passion. She was like, how are we going to do it? And she's made it happen and showing it school-wide is videoed. She used iMovie she's slicing it together and she did it in parts and it will be for the whole school community. So I think it's that one thing that you, you can tackle, um, have, be bold, um, take, have the courage and just try. Cause I mean, again, the worst thing that happens is you fall back and do it again. Yes. Listeners, you heard it from Rhonda. Find your passion. Choose that one area that you can be a risk taker and move forward. And if you fail forward, you're moving forward and you're making action happen. And at the end of the day, we're one step closer to really embracing our empowerment for our students. So Rhonda, thank you for sharing your genius with us today. And of course, a big thank you to our listeners. Keep shining. You've got this.